Hey guys, it's Chalina and and Maggie and Maggie and we are Mysteries at the Coffee Shop. We are back after a little hiatus. Um, sorry about that. We're kind of going through some stuff right now. We hope you gotta guys love understand. life. Yeah, being an adult is a one, bro. Yeah, um, yeah. Here's my Squishmallow. She's Canadian. She's Canadian. Um. Anyways, we just want to say that we are going to upload videos, but it's not going to be the regular two weeks like it was. We're, we just got to figure some stuff out. Maggie's got to go through school. I've got to figure stuff out with my career. So with that being said, you know, let's just let's just get into the topic today. Maggie, what is our topic today? Oh, Christmas folklore is pretty much the general topic. We've chosen three of our favorites and most iconic Christmas, what's it called? Christmas entities? Question mark. Yes, Christmas entities. Entities. Yeah, yeah. So our first one you probably have heard of already. Um, we're gonna go over Krampus for our first one. So you guys have probably heard of Krampus from the 2015 horror movie, or you've heard of Krampus from video games such as Don't Starve Together. But do we actually know who Krampus really is? Is he? I love Krampus. You love Krampus? Okay. I think it's hilarious that Krampus is like essentially the anti Santa. So you don't want to mess. You don't want to mess with Krampus. No, you don't want to mess with Krampus. I think Krampus people see Krampus as like this evil entity, and quite frankly, when you see him in video games and stuff like in Don't Starve Together, Krampus only really shows up when you do bad things, like. If you're playing Don't Starve Together, he only shows up if you murder so many animals or if you've do- done so many things bad to the na- wildlife and nature is when he shows up in the game in winter to beat your fucking ass. Yeah, every time I think of Krampus, I think of the American Dad Christmas episodes and uh, Bob's Burgers, The Bleakening, where they have like the bleakin, which is basically Krampus. Right, right. So, let's get into the history of Krampus. What do we know about him? So, Krampus is half goat, half man. He's an anthropomorphic figure whose origins date back to the central and eastern parts of Alpine Europe. Um, This is all before Christian times. So, when was that? When was before Christian times? That was a long-ass time ago. Like, the B.C.'s? Yeah. Like I I don't know. I don't exactly know those dates, but this is a ve- Krampus is a very old entity dating all the way back then. He's said to actually work very closely with Saint Nicholas, aka Santa Claus, and the pair would actually go and visit children together. Do you think they're besties? I think they're besties. What if like like good cop, bad cop kind of thing, you know? What if Mrs. Claus is actually Krampus. That wouldn't surprise me, actually. That wouldn't surprise me at all. So the pair would theory. go and visit. Yeah, the pair would go and visit children together on December the fifth during their winter solstice. And remember, this is pre-Christian time, so like not December twenty-fifth. Yeah, this was Yule, right? Yeah, yeah, about. Um, so Saint Nicholas, he would gift the children sweets and chocolates and walnuts while Krampus would spank the children with birch rods well they probably deserved it 
probably I I feel like if Krampus has to beat you on December the fifth, you are probably really really bad. <laughs> like really like, bad. Some of these Gen Alpha kids need a visit from Krampus. Yeah, absolutely. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, so, I mean, you got beat with birch rods, or in the worst case, you know, you would either get eaten by Krampus or thrown into his bag and taken to hell. Also fun. Probably deserved. Yeah, yeah. Probably deserved. Um, So, the saying is, on December the 6th, children would either wake up to open their gifts and eat their sweets, or they would wake up to nurse their injuries. I don't know why that's funny to me. I think it's pretty fucking funny. Like, don't be naughty. Krampus will get ya. Yeah. Yeah, this is, like, way worse than getting a lump of coal. Yeah. Get a lump on your ass. And so, in some parts of Alpine, Austria, and Germany, December 5th or 6th is also known as Krampuslauf, which literally translates to the Krampus run. And this Oh, is, is this when be... they dress up and yes. they, like, chase? Yes, this is supposed to be really fun, so... Basically, during Krampus Run, there would be men who would, like, go and drink at bars, and then they would dress up as Krampus and chase the bad children around the neighborhood, and it was just supposed to be a lot of fun. It was supposed to be a See, that's hilarious. That is exactly what I would do. Yes, and this tradition continues to this day. So, Krampus is just as fun as Santa Claus. Not an evil entity. Actually, I don't think... It might not be all that fun. I did read that semi-recently during one of the Krampus runs uh, in retaliation to being spanked or whipped the uh, people just started beating up on the Krampuses oh, no. and they like ended up with I think it was like 60 people had to be taken to the hospital with broken bones Damn, those kids really said, we gonna deck the fucking halls and the halls are your face. <laughs> Not deck the halls. We gonna deck the halls today, but it, it's supposed to be a fun thing. Please don't start fights on <laughs> Yeah, Krampus for real. Ride. I mean, yeah, honestly, I would love to chase children around dressed as Krampus. That's my, that'd be so fun. Yeah, um, and the funny thing about Krampus is like, Krampus wasn't only... A tradition for children it was a tradition for adults as well so a lot of like postcards and stuff would have krampus on it like you know throwing children in his bag spanking children's but if you want to get into the more adult themes um krampus would have kind of like really seductive postcards with women on there who are oh getting spankings from krampus and yeah Not- it was also i mean it was also like an adult thing too I don't Not know. kinky Christmas. Yeah, kinky Christmas. I mean, and Krampus is just. I'm not fun. here to kink shame, Maggie. We we don't kink shame. I'm here to kink shame. Maggie is here to kink shame. But kink shaming is my kink. Oh my god! All right, but that is like the history behind Krampus. There's not like a whole lot behind it. Um, I tried to look up a lot more articles, but there was a time in history where the churches were like, oh no, Krampus is bad, he resembles the devil, we're gonna try to erase this. Of course, it did not get erased, so. Yeah, I feel like we're not doing super in-depth dives on these folklore entities. 
we just wanted to have a little fun and find some festive folklore to share with you guys. Festive folklore. We are not here to get into religious debates because we just don't want to do that. Yeah, I'm not touching that with a 40-foot pole. I oh, wait. Go ahead. The Krampus run kind of reminds me of how my siblings dressed up as the Grinch and Santa and chased me around last year and woke me up. That's how they woke me up on Christmas. I love that. Yeah, it was nightmare fuel. Anyways, let's get into our next one. So our next one, forgive me if I pronounce this wrong, I did use Google Translate, which we all know does not work that well, is going to be Mary Louise. So this is a Welsh holiday tradition dating back to the early 1800s. Mary Louise can be described as the spirit of a ghost that travels from door to door on evenings of Christmas New Year's Eve and Halloween asking for entry and offering gifts to those who can correctly answer its riddles and sing back song lines that are more wittier than its. Oh, that's fun. It is fun. It is fun. So, Mary Louise is basically, like I said, the spirit of a horse, but the way that they do it is that they take a horse skull, right? And they decorate it with ribbons and they have it, I think they have it like on a wooden pole. And then they have, like, a white sheet, like, stuck to the back of it behind it. And somebody stands underneath it. And I think two people stand underneath it to be, like, the the ghost of the horse, right? And then you have nice, a couple nice. other people around it who are, like, guiding the horse around through. Like, it's like a team. And it's a team of men, okay? So, basically, what they did was they would knock on the door, right? And the... Household people would open the door and they would sing them songs and riddles. They would sing the riddles as well. And it was expected for the homeowners and the people in the house to say no. So it led to them kind of going back and forth be and being like, oh, no, no, no. We don't want you in the house. But you had to kind of be witty about it. Basically, this was known as Pinko, which is... The same as flighting, and if you don't know what flighting is, um, the best way I can describe it actually is, like, if you've ever played Assassin's Creed Valhalla, you do get, like, these flighting quests to do, and you get perks for it. But basically, in today's term, it is a rap battle. Nice. It is basically, like, you your lines just have to rhyme and be more wittier than Mary Louise. And then again, um, also riddles, she had riddles, but basically, in the end... You know, you would let this horse in your house and it would give you gifts. It would give you all these fun things. Of course, the chaos did not end at the door. No, no, no. Mary Louise would like to chase the children around the house. They would snap its jaw. It was just a fun, good time. There's nothing like mean behind it. I mean, if a horse skull, like if men with a horse skull were coming at me, I would be quite frightened. As a child, yes, but it's it's as an adult, as an adult. That's true. It, it would be a little bit scary, but, you know, as the horse would go around, the horse would go around, like, causing mischief. The people that came with the horse would try to grab it and pretend, like, they would make a whole show out of it. Like, it'd be fun. And then once they were done with that, they would go on to the next house over and do the same thing. It's basically like caroling, but it, it's a, there's a lot more invested into it. Dang, that's like some really messed up caroling. Yeah, if I opened my door and there was somebody with a horse skull, I would shut that. <laughs> You're just like, no, get out of here. 
Now, I've looked at too many horse skulls, too many horse teeth to ever enjoy that. I feel like I do need to preface that this was in my paleontology class. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't just look at horse skulls for fun. No, she does. She's a psychopath. No, I'm not. Anyways, Mary Louise, um, I tried to look further into it, but again, like, it kind of got erased with time why they started doing it, so no one really knows. It, her name kind of translates into either the Grey Mare or Holy Mary, or it changes depending on where you're looking at it from. But it is a Christmas tradition for some people, so that is Mary Louise. That one's fun um, if you want to get into rap battles with a horse. So what is our next one, Maggie? The next one is my personal favorite. Um, it is the Yule Cat. Um, I love cats. Anything to do with cats. So when I saw that this was a thing, I about shit myself out of excitement. Because I was like, a Christmas cat? Crazy. Anyway, the Yule Cat is a huge and vicious cat from Icelandic Christmas folklore. Really cool. Gotta love Iceland. It is said to lurk on the countryside on snowy days during the Christmas season. It eats people who don't receive new clothes by Christmas Eve. So it's just gonna eat you because, like, your clothes are ratty? Yeah. The Yule Cat, you have to be dressed to the nines. You just gotta be perfect. I mean, it's the Yule Cat. I feel like the Yule Cat is something a mom came up with because their child was complaining about getting new clothes for Christmas, which as an adult, I actually appreciate new clothes for Christmas, okay? But as a child, I was like, this is fucking bullshit. No, for real. Where's my toys? Yeah. yeah. And I guess their mom was just like, you, sh you better shut up or the Yule Cat's gonna get you. Yeah, I mean, honestly, um, that's a great theory. But it actually was um, first mentioned in a collection of folklore written by John Arneson. I'm probably butchering that last name uh, because it's Icelandic and I don't speak that, unfortunately. Okay. Okay. It would be really cool if I did. Deal Cat is theorized to be the house pet of the ogress Gryla and her son's the Yule Lads. Oh, I've heard of the Yule Lads. I looked into that briefly. So I looked at it because I was like, oh my gosh, the Yule Lads? That's crazy. That sounds like a fun little Christmas band. Um, it's not. So I'm going to read off some of my favorite English translations of the Yule Lads names. Okay. Um, honestly, they're all good. I could just read you all of them. Just read them. Just read them all. Yeah. Read them all. Yeah, I will. So the first one is Sheep Coat Claude. Iconic. Then there's Gully Gawk. Okay. Amazing. Stubby. Speaks for itself. It's just stubby. It's not like stubby and like. Yeah, he's abnormally short. So just stubby, not stubby. Just, just, just stubby. All right. Then there is spoon liquor. Say that again. Spoon liquor. 
Hey. Apparently, he stills and licks wooden spoons. And That's he's gross. very, very skinny. That's because he's back. malnourished. Oh, God. I, I don't know what he does. Then he's he got his room and he has like a collections of like wooden spoons that he licks, or does he lick them and then put them back in the drawer? I don't know. Either way, it's nasty. Then we've got Yield Pot Scraper. Stills your leftovers. Then we've got uh, Spoon Licker's Bestie, Bowl Licker. Did you did you say Bowl Licker or Ball Licker? <laughs> bowl. Like a bowl you eat cereal out of. Okay. Does he also lick the bowls and then put them back in the cabinet? He actually, and this is quoted from Wikipedia, hides under beds waiting for someone to put down their bowl, which he then steals. Weird. He... Okay. Oh, it says here he arrives on December 17th and leaves on December 30th. That's my birthday. Wait, why does he stay for so long? They all stay for a pretty considerable amount of time. Okay, did is there more of them? There's more? Oh, there's more. All right, let's oh, there's so much them. more. Door Slammer. Skyer Gobbler. This one's my personal favorite. Sausage Swiper. Stop. <laughs> I bet you can guess what he does. Oh, this one might be... This one's kind of good, too. Window Peeper. This one is unhinged. Doorway Sniffer. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, they're just funny. <laughs> then there's Meat Hook. I'm sorry, these are sending me. This is so funny. <laughs> and then last, but certainly not least, Candle Stealer. All right. What like what is the purpose of these weird little men? Uh, honestly, I don't know. So they just kind of like show up at your house around Christmas time, and yeah, they're just unhinged. Wikipedia says the Yule lads arrive throughout the last thirteen nights before Christmas, beginning on December twelfth. One of them departs each day, beginning on Christmas Day in the order that they arrived. Thus, each of them stays for 13 days. So are they like the 13 ghosts? Or are they just, they're just there to cause Christmas mischief? There are, it's a group of 13 mischievous pranksters who steal from or otherwise harass the population. Their whole purpose in life was just to be a bunch of fucking menaces. Yeah, they do leave small gifts in children's shoes, though. Oh, nice, nice, nice. I think I read something where, like, they'll leave sweets and stuff in there, or if you're bad, they'll just leave a raw potato. <laughs> no, they'll they'll leave a rotten potato. A rotten potato? That's mm -hmm. gross. Honestly, iconic. Can you imagine putting your shoes on Christmas morning and you just squish your foot into a rotten oh, potato? That's disgusting. I'd yeah. be like, what did I do to deserve this? You this is bad. almost worse than being drugged to hell by Krampus. You were bad. That That's it. You just, you stuck your foot in a rotten potato. 
disgusting. You'd never get that smell off your skin. No, no, I would scrub my skin. Anything else about the Yule Lads? Uh, the Yule Lads, I think we've concluded. I guess we added another uh, folklore thing, but I just had to say their names. Um, no disrespect to the culture. I feel like I probably shouldn't have laughed, but I feel like the English translations and the like the actual names are very different. Right. Um, but like, I mean... They're it's pretty just, funny. I mean, meat hook, sausage Ew. stealer, iconic. Bull liquor. <laughs> That's gonna be Spoon? my dog's next name. Like my next oh my dog's God. name is yes. gonna be Bull liquor, and we'll just call him BL for short. BL. Yeah. Bull liquor, and then SL, BL Spoon and SL, liquor. Spoon liquor and Bull liquor. Nice. I feel like those are perfect names. Yeah, 100%. So like I mentioned, the Yule Cat could be the pet of these Yule Lads and their mom. Kind of went on a tangent about the Yule Lads, so I won't go into the ogress mother that they have. But she looks pretty scary. The Yule Cat, as an evil beast, it is said he would either just like straight up eat the people who didn't get new clothes for Christmas or eat their extra food. Hmm, I would uh, hope it would be the latter. Well, I think eating people is a little bit more funny. Sorry, I'm that's here. not... Maggie. Maggie. That came out wrong. It's fine. It, we know what you meant. Just keep going. I'm not a cannibal. Was traditionally used as a threat and incentive for farm workers to finish processing the wool collected before Christmas. The ones who took part in the work were rewarded with new clothes, but those who did not would get nothing. And would be prey to the Yule Cat. R.I.P. Oh, so it wasn't a threat for children. It was a threat for wool workers. Yeah, pretty much. How did that work on grown-ass adults? You know, I feel like back in the, the late 1800s and the early 1900s, people were just a little skeptical. Uh, What's the word? Superstitious? Yes, that's exactly the word I was looking for superstitious all right so out of our entities we basically have four so we have krampus who beats children we have mary Louise who scares the ever-living shit out of children we have the yule lad who pranks children and then we have the yule cat who is supposed to scare the shit out of wool workers yeah or just people who don't get clothes for christmas that is true i like I clothes mean... for christmas i like socks I do like socks. Love me a good pair of socks. All right. So do we have any other things that we want to add to this? No, other than Christmas folklore is the best. Yeah. Yeah. We hope you guys have a very Merry Christmas. We will be back as soon as we can. I'm thinking that our next episode is going to be, what did we talk about, Maggie? H.H. Uh, Holmes? H.H. Holmes? Yes. So we're due for a true crime episode. We're going to do H.H. Holmes. It might take us a little bit of time. You'll probably expect it after Christmas, but we will be back as soon as we can. Thank you guys so much for listening. So sorry that this episode was a little bit short. However, our Jack the Ripper episode was so long that I wanted to die while I was editing it. Yeah, shout out to Chalina for editing it that because I don't have the patience. Um, or shout the talent, Molly. really. Yes, shout out to my cat who constantly showed his butthole. 
that I had to edit out of that video. Again, I'm sorry, you guys, if you ever have been flashed by my cat. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Have a happy holiday. Happy holiday.